The information and opinions expressed on the Functional Health Forum are intended to address specific questions asked or situations described on the program and are not designated to constitute advice or recommendations as to any disease, ailment, or physical condition. You should not act or rely on any information contained in this program without seeking the advice of your personal physician. If you have any questions about the information or opinions expressed during this program, please contact your doctor. The doctor is in the house. The Functional Health Forum is your place to talk with doctors to discuss and get answers to your medical questions at no charge each Saturday from noon to one. If you've been diagnosed and wondered if there is another way, then call in to the show today and talk with host Dr. Jurgen Winkler, 866-577-2473. And now it's time for the Functional Health Forum. All right, welcome to another hour of the Functional Health Forum. I'll be your host. This is Dr. Jurgen Winkler. And we've brought to you a number of different shows getting involved with chronic conditions. And we've brought in all sorts of different uh, ideas about cancer treatment, uh, new electronic devices for the 21st century. But this time, I'm going to take a little bit of a different twist. We're going to talk about sports medicine, sports nutrition, and athleticism. And I brought in a really unique guest. Uh, This is a personal friend of mine from Tucson, Arizona. His name is uh, Scott Langley. He's a fifth-degree black belt. He's got over 25 years' experience in martial arts. He's uh, been involved in mixed martial arts, Japanese and Okinawan weapons, self-defense. He's the head instructor for the uh, Japanese Karate Federation in Tucson, Arizona. And from knowing him personally, he's also spent a lot of time investigating nutrition, what's the best lifestyle to lead, and how to keep yourself fit. As he continues, as he's almost heading into his 40s right now, he's 39 years old, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about what he's been doing to keep himself in great shape, what he's done over the last 25 years to bring himself to a certain point of athletic professionalism, continues to maintain the strength, vitality that he's essentially carried for the last 20 years with him. So welcome, Scott Langley. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for coming on. I was really uh, excited, too. Uh, spending a little time with you last year kind of gave me some ideas as to how you really are focused and disciplined in, in what you're doing right now. And so here you are. You're 39 years old. You're, you're fifth-degree black belt. Talk about, tell me a little bit more about how you actually got to where you are today and what you're doing to, to maintain yourself. I think the the key word is uh, direction. I knew what I wanted to do, and I knew where I wanted to go. Uh, that that way, I was able to, you know, educate myself. How was I going to accomplish my goals? Uh, I had some great instructors, uh, ranging from you know PE coaches in uh, elementary school, uh, coaches in um, you know flag football, basketball, baseball. Uh, my own father being being um, you know an avid athlete himself, a marathon runner, and kept my mind open and, and knew that uh, education was going to be a major key to me getting well where I wanted to go and, and obtaining my objectives. Um, but it is kind of hard to start if you don't know where you want to go or or if you don't have any objectives in mind. So I think that's that's important as time goes on. As the body changes, you know, your objectives may change. And so keeping a clear definition of those is, is really key. So, you know, it's interesting, as you mentioned, almost having a mentor. So somebody that actually will coach you through some of this. So you kind of see, hey, that's a person that I kind of emulate, I want to emulate in my future. 
And that's kind of what inspired me a little bit too with the martial arts was uh, was even back in medical school. I went to a karate camp and I looked at a lot of these older guys that have been training for years and they, when you asked them how old they were, they were literally 10 years older than the way they looked. So they were doing a lot of things to reduce the stress in their life, to keep a certain level of athleticism. And they were 65 years old, still people that were in great shape. They were running with us in the morning for for warm-ups. They were training for four hours a day when we were doing these camps. And I was like, wow, this is where I want to be when I'm when I'm 65. So you begin to see that certain level of, of athleticism that you can maintain. And it's surprising. I think, as you probably know yourself, martial arts is sort of one of those things I'll tell people. You know, this is something you get better with as you age, which is rare with any sport. You see all these professional athletes, you know, they're in their late 30s. They're really ready to retire. Where I think in martial arts, you really come to a peak as you begin to get older. I agree. I agree. And uh, I think it's, it's you know, essential to what martial arts training is. You know, there's an apprenticeship. And so, you know, without... Without a teacher, it is really difficult to um, to learn, uh, especially over the the uh, the long term. Um, it's 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 great to find someone who I think I was lucky when when I when I started at uh, uh, 13 years old. My instructor, uh, Norm Belswing Sensei, was was just I think could be wrong, you know, late 40s, early 50s, and and I, I would consider that to be a, a great peak time. Um, myself coming up on that, I feel that I'm probably in the best shape of my life um, with the most education and experience behind me to shape the future, the next 25, 30 years, hopefully. Um, and so I, I came in at a really good time, learned a lot from him. And there were also others, you know, in the dojo that were um, of, of similar age. Uh, it's kind of hard, you know, to get a great life perspective from a 25-year-old because 25-year-olds <laughs> I haven't been around that long. <laughs> so that, that, that's also really important um, is to get with a good group of people. Um, and I think that um, that's a great thing about martial arts training versus, you know, um, an individual sport. So I've almost encouraged my patients a lot of times, too, to look at martial arts because I think that's something, as I, as I told you before, I call it the five F's of martial arts. There's, there's fun in doing it. There's fellowship. There's flexibility. There's fitness. And, of course, if all else fails and you have to, you can always fight. So I, I think that you actually develop a lot of yourself uh, personally as you grow almost into a martial art. And it doesn't matter which one that is. You find one that sort of works with your body and works with your abilities, whether it be, you know, Tai Chi, whether it be Kung Fu, whether it be like what you, what you and I do is Shotokan base, which is a Japanese martial art. So having that kind of thing, I think, really forces you to maintain yourself. Because I know even when you get injured, you're still looking, okay, how do I get back? How do I work with this injury? Um, you've had your injuries uh, along the way as well. And so tell me a little bit more what you've done to sort of maintain yourself and get back into the full fitness that you have now. Listening, listening to your body, um, you know, being honest with, with yourself, um, you, you know, you're only human. Uh, at 18 years old, you may feel like Superman and you may be able to, you know, work through, work through injuries. But I remember when I was 28, I re-injured um, uh, my hamstring and it felt like that took a, a whole year to get back to the point where I felt okay again and, and understanding that I'm not 18 anymore. Um, don't, don't lie to yourself. 
there's nothing wrong with being injured. Um, and sometimes it's actually, it's actually a good thing. You learn to work with, with, uh, you know, the diversity. Um, I think some of the, you know, the greatest, uh, changes to my training methods came when I was, when I was hurt because it forced me to either slow down, um, uh, avoid a certain movement, um, adapt uh, another movement to make up for that. And, um, like I said, also listening and, and asking, uh, uh, people who've been there and done that, uh, how, how they're able to, to, to work through it because you, you, you may, you may have no idea what to do and you may, your heart may not want to say, well, I'm just not going to train anymore. And sometimes that's, that's a really important thing about being, being in a martial arts, uh, community in a group is because you can still go to the class, you can be with the group, um, and they'll, you know, the instructor, the other, the other, um, the other peers will find ways to work with you and you're still in a very healthy environment. So I was training, even though I might show up to the dojo and, and be physically hurt and not able to get out on the floor and, and do the movements, but I was present. Um, and that was very healthy for me. And I think when you're, when your mind and your spirit, uh, are, are healthy, your body heals, uh, more quickly. And I think that's a, that's a, a, a key to, um, <laughs> to being in it for the long term. I, I agree with that. So I, I kind of have fun. And also having the mentors that you mentioned earlier that I think encourage you along the way as well. So even if it isn't in a sort of a karate setting, having even a coach or somebody, a trainer, a personal trainer that works with you that says, hey, we've got an injury. How do you work around that injury? How do you keep encouraging that person to keep going? And, and so, you know, I know from the way you are, you're very disciplined. You can kind of pull that out of yourself. But I'm sort of the opposite. If I'm injured, I want to lay around. I don't have, ah, I'm in pain. I really don't want to even work an upper body if my leg hurts. So I think having somebody that says, hey, come in, let's, let's push a little bit. Let's get in here. Let's do some of these things. Let's work around these injuries. And as that injury heals, you can then go back to, to pulling in all the rest of the types of things that you're used to doing. I agree. And you're doing that as well. Because I've, I mean, I've seen you, how you train, and, and I know all of us have our injuries. So having a a mentor makes a big difference, but not all of us can kind of in age 50s, 60s, and people as we're aging, it's kind of hard to find a mentor. You're not going to find a lot of people in there. So what else would you think would be helpful for somebody that says, hey, I, I'd like to get working out again. You know, I know I've been kind of sluggish for a little, for many years. What do I do to get back into shape? And then how would you get back into shape? Can you tell us a little more about that? I, I again, go back to one of the, the first points that I made, um, define your objectives um, if you're, you're simply looking for something fun to do, uh, that is important. If you're looking for a more serious path to take, um, you know, what's generally inherent about traditional martial arts is that you're in it for, you know, you're in it for a long time. You know, the idea of getting good at this, uh, takes time. Um, you know, if you're simply looking to, to, to lose weight, uh, if you're looking to, to build strength or flexibility, I think really having those, uh, those goals, those objectives defined uh, can help you determine where you need to go. Um, maybe if, if you're just looking for something social to do, then you, you really do need to be in a class. Maybe you're not going to, you know, approach the instructor as, as this is my future mentor that I've looked, looked forward to having my entire life and now I have them. But you're going to be in a class and you're going to be with other people and it's extremely important because we are social creatures. Uh, <clears throat> like I said, if, if you're very serious at 50-something years old about, you know, getting good at a traditional martial art, then 
you do need to find a school as well because you're going to need that that individual, um, the, the you know the, the sensei at the dojo to really help you get there. Um, just like you might need a a, a personal trainer. Um, so making sure you have clearly defined uh, you know goals and objectives, and then determining the direction that you need to go in. Uh, I still think in terms of age, I think any, anybody can start martial arts at, at any age. Um, but really why are, why are they, why are they doing it? Um, you know, if, if you're looking for somebody to make you, uh, you know, to raise your self, your self preservation skills, well, you need to go to a school that focuses on, on those things and learning to be able to fight and protect yourself. I think that's important too, because as you get older, um, I think you, you become uh, a target more because you're, because you're old, you're older. And I think that's an important thing. So again, going back to the, what I just said was, clearly define objectives and then try to determine where you need to go for those objectives to be met. Scott, you bring up a couple of interesting points and I want to kind of go back because it is still the early part of the year. Talk about resolutions. People start with these New Year's resolutions and versus goal setting. And let's talk a little bit more about the goal setting part. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back right after that and we'll talk more about the whole goal setting thing that, uh, that I just uh, alluded to. Great. All right. Talk to you in a minute. The Functional Health Forum would like to take this moment to thank our valued sponsors. Host Dr. Jurgen Winkler will return shortly. If you have been diagnosed with cancer and are struggling financially, you may qualify to receive a cash advance for up to 50% of your life insurance policy's death benefit while still providing coverage for your family. Fighting cancer doesn't have to mean financial ruin. Make a two-minute call to find out if you qualify for the Living Benefit Program, 888-274-1777, or visit online at lifecreditcompany.com. You're listening to the Functional Health Forum with host Dr. Jurgen Winkler. Please call in now to discuss any medical questions you might have. 866-577-2473. Hi, welcome back to the Functional Health Forum. We are speaking with Scott Langley, a fifth degree black belt in Shotokan Karate from Tucson, Arizona, has his own dojo. Brought Scott in because of the little the discipline, the enthusiasm he has, and what he's doing to keep himself in shape, even into uh, his aging now at, at 39. But I'm looking at myself too, and even we even shared a recent uh, seminar together with a instructor who's in his mid 70s, and that's kind of how he and I are looking and going. Wow, we'd like to be, you know, have that kind of strength vitality into our 70s and 80s. And Scott, I know, has this type of discipline that I've seen with him uh, to really maintain his health and vitality into that age. We talked early before the break about uh, resolutions versus goal setting. And Scott, you're, you're good at setting these goals and having this, this mindset. Do you write these things down? Uh, often I do. Often I do. I, I'm pretty calculated with my plans, and I try to write things down not just for the day, but for the week, for the month, for the half year, for the year, and, and, and even and even further, uh, having something written down uh, reminds me of what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. Um, but I, I also, I'm, a, I'm that type of learner. When I've written something, I, I remember it, and it's easy to get distracted with, with uh, a busy lifestyle and you, you forget you know, what was your resolution or what is your goal? So I do write things down. I'll put it up on the wall. Um, I'll use a big, big fat marker and a piece of paper and remind myself that's, that's what my goal is. That's what my resolution is. And that helps. 
I think I think I like that because I've done this before where we we call them smart goals. Are you familiar with the smart? The um, there's literally kind of an acronym to you know uh, starting a goal to what it means to you, what the actual result is, uh, what you're actually planning on doing, what are what is the result, and T is the time. So that kind of, which is what you're essentially doing, you do, you do 30 days, you do maybe three months, maybe half a year, a year. Some people even do them out five to 10 years, which you might want to do like for financial goals or other goals. But that whole concept of, of resolution, people just sort of resolve, I'm going to go to the gym. Eh, but that doesn't really give you something to work towards. If you say, look, you know what, I want to do, I want to be really good at, let's say, CrossFit, which is something you just recently started. I want to be able to do 20 minutes of CrossFit in a year or in six months. So having that visual image and knowing what that's going to look like and, and the steps that you have to do to get to that point, that's where you're beginning to break down and, and really get to that, to, the, to achieving those goals versus just sort of going, well, I've resolved to get to the gym and then within a month or two, you sort of forget about it. So I can kind of see right. you're doing that. Right. Yeah, this is what you're doing, and I can still see, okay, hey, listen, you know, in the next five or six years, I want to be a six-degree black belt. Okay, how, what does that look like? You're phasing into, I need to learn these particular forms, katas or whatever come forms and other styles. Um, you're going you're gonna to learn newer forms, newer techniques. You're going to advance in your, in your ground fighting game, your mixed martial art game. So you kind of have a mental picture, but you're doing it actually visually, writing it on a board, uh, and, and reminding yourself day to day. And I think that's what the key point is this reiteration of looking at it again and again and reminding yourself. And I think you've done a really good job with doing that. Oh, you know, it's, it's a great feeling when you can take down that, that piece of paper that had your six month or your year goal, take it down and replace it with a new one. That's, that's quite uh, satisfying. I, and I agree. It's, and I think that's kind of one of the purposes here we're talking about this is that seeing someone like yourself, you know, you're 39 years old. There are not a lot of people that have actually achieved the fifth degree black belt and have gone to this point in their training and in the discipline that you've created for yourself that can say, hey, look, this is what I've done with myself and then go out and, and actually teach it and, and run a dojo. I think it's inspiring for a lot of us. It's inspiring to me to look back and because, I mean, you're younger than I am. And I go, wow, this is somebody that's really uh, kept this momentum going in his life. He's found a way to manage uh, a marriage, marriage, family life, marriage, work, marriage, uh, and manage his education. And you're still, you know, still learning. Uh, you're still in your Ph.D. process uh, with your Japanese ling linguistics. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, well, I, I, um, my, my doctoral uh, program ended, and I'm currently uh, you know, teaching Japanese language classes, and that, uh, that's, that's another, another you know, step that I took. I mean, it was six years in, in, in graduate school, and it's really a, a short amount of time when you, when you look at the large picture of it. And, you know, like you said at the beginning of the show, you know, longevity, that's really my you know, overarching goal is to be able to do what I do for the rest of my life. So, um, you know, having, having, like I said, goals, um, set a plan that you can follow and then finding accomplishment and deriving satisfaction from that. So that's another great thing about martial arts, especially a formal martial arts system. You know, when you, you do have those, those promotions, um, you know, and, and you get promoted, you pass the test and, and that shows you that you, all your efforts, um, have been great efforts, but also in the right direction and you get something quantifiable that you can, you can measure that success with, you know, in a, in a promotion. And that's what keeps you, you know, not just physically healthy, but, you know, I think, you know, emotionally, uh, psychologically healthy that, you know, all your efforts are not in vain. 
and, and you're able to, to reap the benefits of it. And that's, I think, a, a key to longevity in, in, in fitness and health as well as martial arts. Right, and there's an appreciation that someone actually recognizes your accomplishments and recognizes your efforts. Um, and the other part of that you mentioned earlier was the social environment. So what are you doing to maintain a supportive social environment in, in terms of your training? I let, you know, I, I get out there and try to be, be with people. Uh, you know, cross, uh, crossfitting uh, is a great way to do that. Uh, a friend of mine, not just this past January, but two Januarys ago, uh, turned 40. He was looking to get in better shape. He knew the owner of a, of a CrossFit gym, a local CrossFit gym here in Tucson. And he said, well, Scott, you want to you come try this with me? And, and I'm, I'm always up for, for something new. And, and, and I'm always up for a great workout. And, you know, long story short, uh, you know, the, the CrossFit, you know, uh, gym owner and I, um, you know, saw eye to eye with our, um, you know, philosophy on health and fitness. Um, our approaches to teaching are very much in line. And so I started doing um, self-defense uh, classes uh, for him and his membership. And, you know, I became, you know, a member uh, of, this, of this gym myself. And, you know, as an instructor, every class really is sort of a, 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 a workshop experience to see how coaches are taking non-athletes, people who may be starting CrossFit in their, in their mid-60s, um, as well as in their teens, and to see how other members of the class are supporting each other because, you know, there's only a small fraction of, of the world that are, you know, elite athletes that do, that do what they do full-time um, are in fantastic shape, and it takes incredible dedication, but also a certain genetics for that. Most people are, you know, um, the common man, like, like yourself and I, we're just trying to, we're trying to find, you know, enjoyment in life, stay healthy. And when you get young and old together, really pushing through hard workouts, um, you know, mentally, it, it can be challenging more than it can be physically. And so when you get that, that community, that group of people in the same class, they, they, they've all been there, they're, they're, they're all doing it together and you get that support system that helps you push through some of those, some of those workouts. And that's kind of a metaphor for life in a way, you know, you'll have that community, you'll have that support group. If you need to, you know, reach out to one of your, you know, you one of your CrossFit friends, um, you know, they, they know, Hey, I'm having a tough time and, you know, it may not be a workout tough time. It may be something difficult in your life. And that's, that's really important. That's, that's building a community. You know, my martial arts um, instructor, um, you know, and, and my, my peers, they're always there for me outside, outside the dojo. And, you know, again, that's where you're going to, I think, find true health and wellness, you know, outside of the workouts, outside of the training, um, is to have a good support group. And that's what's, that's what's great about having a, um, a martial arts class to go to or a CrossFit class to go to or, you know, um, you know other, other types of environments like that is that support system, that social network, which is really important to health. And I found that, too. I think the camaraderie that we share even in the dojo, um, you may not see them all the time, but you also know that if there's something you need, they're, they're there for you. And I also get a sense if there's anybody ever in trouble, you're going to be there to support them. Um, even though we don't have that, outside of the dojo interaction, you sort of get that from working out together. Um, with your CrossFit training, I'm just curious, how do you um, 
Can anybody, any particular age, get into CrossFit? What do those classes kind of entail? Uh, well, you know, CrossFit classes are designed to be, um, you know, uh, functional movements, um, you know, uh, short intervals of high intensity. Um, and you scale, you scale your movements, you scale your load, uh, you scale your duration. Uh, really, any, any, any age, um, I think... The youngest I've seen, uh, 13 years old, um, you know, they usually have a, cro- a CrossFit teens class, um, and the oldest I've seen, mid-70s. And, uh, you know, the coaches are, are educated, they're professional, and they help the individual scale the workouts to, you know, meet their, meet their goals and their objectives, but also to accommodate certain limitations. Um, there's, a, there's a lady that I work out with, she's... She, um, She's uh, got hip surgery. She just had hip surgery, and she cannot keep herself out of the gym. <laughs> <Even though, laughs> That's a good even problem. Though her, yeah, even though her doctor told her, "Hey, you you really need just to rest and take it easy," um, you know, and and the CrossFit coach is working with her to keep her in the gym because he he knows how important that is for her for her you know her spirit, um, but also you know finds ways to modify the movements to to make it. Um, healthy and, and safe for her, and you probably won't find that in um, in global gyms where you have no coach, you have no trainer. Um, you probably you may not even have uh, you know um, a peer that you can go and work out with that has uh, that has the education and training. And uh, you know, I think that's that's a great uh, you know uh, proof that you know CrossFit. For, for, for an example, CrossFit's a great place for people of all ages, all experiences, all backgrounds, all, all fitness levels to, to get what they want out of, out of a, a fitness experience. Um, then if you want to get extremely serious about it, the, the door is wide open for it, which is, which is kind of similar to, to a traditional martial art. You know, I mean, if you really want to dedicate yourself to it, um, you, you could. I really think, I mean, we've had... Um, older students start at, at our dojo and I'm not going to be the person that says, you know, Hey, you can't do it because of age, because I wouldn't want somebody saying that to me at 55, 60 years old. Oh, well, you're, you're too old for this. You can't start. Um, because I would prove them wrong. <laughs> you know, I, I, exactly. I think that's almost an incentive to do, uh, to Dutch, you try even harder. We need yeah. to take a, a quick break. Uh, we're going to come back. I want to hear a little bit more about the CrossFit types of exercises so, so our listeners have an idea of what you're sort of doing in these exercises and where sure. even with martial arts, what, what type of exercises we're doing to really develop um, your fitness level. And then maybe we can talk about some nutrition that goes along with this. And also I want to kind of uh, later on maybe talk about the distinctions between self-defense and taking a self-defense course and really learning martial arts. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. The Functional Health Forum would like to take this moment to thank our valued sponsors. Host Dr. Jurgen Winkler will return shortly. Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with cancer or treated for cancer in the past? Quantum Functional Medicine offers an entire arsenal of treatments to battle cancer, as well as other chronic and debilitating diseases. At QF Med, each patient's treatment is personalized, using a patient-empowered functional approach to treatment. They also offer integrative support treatments for those undergoing traditional chemo, radiation, or surgery, and preventative measures to help stop cancer from reoccurring. For more information, go to qfmed.com or call 760-585-4616. 
If you've been diagnosed with cancer and know in your heart that chemo and radiation may not be the total answer, call and talk to a 40-year cancer survivor of late-stage cancer who didn't use chemo or radiation. Rick Hill is a patient advocate and can refer you to caring medical doctors and surgical oncologists who focus on the cause of cancer, not the tumor. Call Rick, tell him your story, and consider some safe alternatives. Call 800-454-7488 for this free service or visit online at cancercallcenter.com. You're listening to the Functional Health Forum with host Dr. Jurgen Winkler. Please call in now to discuss any medical questions you might have. 866-577-2473. Welcome back to the Functional Health Forum. This is uh, a discussion we're having about uh, exercise, fitness, CrossFit, training, and martial arts. Uh, We're here with uh, Scott Langley from the uh, Tucson Dojo. I was trained for many years in martial arts. Uh, Scott, Let's continue a little bit for what we are talking about before the break, um, the CrossFit training that you're doing. What are the actual exercises? Because I'm mean, just kind of, kind of like a visual idea of what you're actually doing and then how you progress in that uh, training. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to borrow the typical definition. Um, CrossFit workouts are functional movements uh, that are constantly varied at high intensity. Uh, CrossFit workouts take... Um, aspects from uh, Olympic lifting, um, uh, uh, gymnastics, uh, uh, running, <clears throat> running uh, body weight workouts uh, to create, you know, a, uh, a five to 20 minute workout that has a great variety and you, and you perform at a high, at high intensity. Uh, there are certain fitness domains that, um, that CrossFit is looking to target um, cardiovascular, respiratory endurance, stamina, strength, flexibility, power, speed, coordination, agility, balance, and accuracy. And the reason why I put those I put those ten domains out there is because, from a martial artist perspective, especially from an instructor's perspective, uh, you know, if I were to if I were to see these ten words, I would say, hey, you know, that sounds just like. The you know the domains uh, a great martial artist would be looking to uh, improve and hone their skills in. You generally have um, you know a a lift of some sort, whether it's a, a deadlift, uh, perhaps a um, you know a, a clean. Uh, you may have uh, body weight uh, work, uh, body weight exercises like lunges, push-ups, air squats. Uh, you might have. Um, uh, a gymnastics movement like a, a handstand push-up. There could be a run element um, and anything in between that. We've had workouts that were 100% body weight, um, air squats, uh, push-ups, and, and sit-ups. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then there have been workouts that were very, you know, Olympic lifts oriented, you know, a deadlift, a clean, um, and, a, and a jerk. Um, some, minute, some can be, you know, five minutes, as, as hard and as fast as you can go. Others can be 20 minutes where really pacing is, in, pacing is important. And the variety is, is, I think, a great aspect because you know it's going to be different. You, you know, you're looking forward to something. You're not really sure what it is. And from a martial arts perspective, that's, that's like walking out, walking out the door every day. You, you, know, you, can, you can guess there are certain threats out there for you and, and your family. You try to be as prepared as you can for what's out there. And so I think really getting yourself mentally ready for some of these CrossFit workouts because they can be very, very mentally demanding. 
you know, um, right. as well as physically demanding. Um, I think that's a great, a great transfer. So for me as a martial artist, as, a, as an instructor, everything that I do, I do because it's going to make my martial arts better. And so when I approach these Olympic lifts or I approach these body weight workouts, I'm really thinking, hey, you know, this push-up is not just me going up and down with my arms. You know, how is, how am I creating energy, transferring energy down through the floor, you know, to push my body away from the floor? And I would, I would try to take those, those, those movements, hone the body, hone the core to transfer it into better punching power. Um, or better pressing power. If I if I have somebody on top of me, I need to push them off or push somebody away from me. And so that's 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 perspective. Um, and I, I think CrossFit workouts are great. You know, you you might have to you might have to fight for more than ninety seconds. You know, you, you may have to you may have to run um, a, a flight of stairs to to go you know, try to pull someone out of a, of a, you know, a horrible situation, whether it be, you know, um, you know, building that's on fire, mm-hmm. firefighters, EMTs, you know, this sort of training, you know, is right up their alley because you, you have to push the body very, very hard. Um, but for, you know, a short, short period of time, it's not an hour workout. It's not a 90 minute workout and there's a big stress on recovery. And again, as a martial artist, you know, resting, taking your recovery, uh, is, is how you're going to how you're going to get longevity out of it. I think a lot of what you're you're pulling into here that that uh, of interest to me as well is even the uh, medical benefit to this, even the health or the health benefit more so through interval training. Um, there's a thing that you and I talked about the other night. This book by Al Sears called Pace, right? Progressive yeah. Accelerated Cardiopulmonary Exertion. It's not even exercise. It's this interval, high intensity training for a short amount of time to whatever the body can tolerate. And then you rest and you, and you do that again. And that actually enhances and more quickly enhances your body's cardiophysiological status. So you have more endurance, uh, you have actually more energy. I found that doing these types of exercises, and, and it sounds like you're doing them as well, that you actually feel better afterwards and you're still burning calories, you're still feeling the, the vigor of the, of the exercise even throughout your day. I'm sure you're experiencing the same thing, is that correct? Yes. Yes, and we, you know, we briefly talked about it uh, the other day when, when you perform your kata or your, or your form. Generally, they, they're only 45 seconds, minute uh, tops at, at full speed, at full intensity. It's, it's, a, it's a fight scene that's recreated, so you, you're, your life is on the line. I mean, that's the sort of mentality that you, that you get when you're performing you know, kata at, at full speed and, and full intensity, but then it's over. And, you know, you would, you would rest when, when you're fully rested, you would you know, prepare yourself again and, and you might, you might do it again. Um, you know, I think this is really closer to what the body naturally experiences when it, when it's being, when it's being threatened, you know, um, you know, you will, you will have that, um, you know, adrenaline pump, uh, but you also will have your, your brain will, will help your body calm down after the, the, threat is, the threat is gone. And I think that matches what, what your body is naturally designed to do in a, you know, um, you know, a fight or flight um, situation. And that's, that's great because, you know, you just, you know, you're going to get your rest. And, and that's very important. Um, and well, so I think, you know, CrossFit and, 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 and Pace have a lot in common. Um, I think it's great that there's um, more than one style of shoe for somebody to try on. 
that, I think that's also important with martial arts is, you know, you know, karate may not be your thing. You know, right. even, Tai Chi might be more your thing. Um, so I think that's, that's also an important thing to consider. Well, I think uh, you're probably even burning more calories and getting better fitness out of the, the 20 minutes of CrossFit or even let's say you do 20 minutes of pace, you know, on and off kind of interval training versus just going low level for an hour on an elliptical or a bicycle because you're really not getting your full endurance, your full capacity together if you're just kind of low level pedaling or low level elliptical spinning. And so the point is doing is doing really a harder, shorter interval based training, more frequent intervals, high intensity, and then rest. And I, and I agree, that's the physiology of the body. That's actually where the heart and the lungs are maximized. And there's, right. certain, there's certain even heart rate goals. I think the book, um, Pace, actually tells you what your heart rate goals are, you know, what those exercises look like, whether it's going to be with weightlifting, whether it's with um, you know, some type of an aerobic exercise. Um, you, you notice the difference when you do those. I, I've noticed them when I've done them in the past as well. Um, along with this type of exercise that you're doing, there's got to be some nutrition that's going to support your body so that you can continue to maintain these exercises. What are you doing to support that? Uh, the biggest thing for me over the last year uh, was re-examining my nutrition. Um, you know, the, the CrossFit workouts are not your typical 60-minute on a treadmill, 90-minute on, on a bicycle-type workout, and you need, to, you need to fuel those workouts. So I was really not successful at those at those workouts on my on my current diet. What sort of hurt me in the beginning was my long term experience with martial arts training. You know, my body really became uh, adapted to and, and performed economically and efficiently. A lot of the movements that back you know when I was uh, when I was just starting were hard and, and physically demanding uh, because they were they were very new. Um, and so I could get by on a, on a very low, low calorie diet, um, a low, a low carb diet, you know, trying to keep myself, um, thin and lean, um, because that, uh, that was, that was healthy. Uh, I was at a good you know, 170 pound, uh, body weight by around you know, 10, 11, 12% body fat. Uh, I was flexible. I was fast, but I did not have the fuel in my body to, to do some of these, you know, 10, even some of these 10 minute, uh, super in, intense, intense workouts. Um, generally the, the kata, like I said, the forms that we're talking about, even if you perform those at, at full blast, full speed, we're, we're over in about, you know, about a minute and then you could, you could recover. Um, and so I really looked into, you know, um, cr- CrossFit nutrition and, you know, uh, looked at the, the science behind, you know, uh, you know, what energy is being used when and how to fuel the recovery as well. So I actually, you know, increased my carbohydrate um, intake. Um, um, I took two period, a two-month period of time, and I said, I'm going to really try this out. And this is also, I think, an important thing to, to, to consider with your goals and objectives. You want to have one thing that you change, try to control it the best that you can so that you know the results that you see are more than likely related to, if, if not directly, you know, caused by this one change that you made. Because sometimes people just change too many things in their lifestyle, um, and they may not be able to isolate, hey, 
this this change came about because I cut the fat out or or you know I actually changed my workout regimen. Um, but like I said, I would I increased my carbohydrate intake. Um, I think to like forty forty five percent of my daily caloric intake were were carbohydrates. Granted, yeah, they were a bit higher than normal. Right. They, they were they were good carbohydrates at the right time before the workout at the right time after the workout, and that's where the majority of my carbohydrates came in. And I was performing much better, and actually I, 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 I lost, I think, a little bit more of that uh, comfortable 12% body fat. I leaned out a little bit more because my body was really recovering, and it was performing well in those workouts. Then I was getting stronger. Then I was getting faster, so I was not just surviving these workouts better, but I was, I was getting better, and my body weight didn't fluctuate drastically. My martial arts performance didn't suffer, and for me, that was, that was really a, a tried-and-true way of, of, of examining my, my diet and saying, look, you know, you do have to consider what your work is. What is, what is. what is your work, and what do you need to accomplish that work? You may have to change your diet. Um, I, I competed in a couple of local um, sprint triathlons, um, and I read up on that, uh, and I, I had to I had to drop body weight, and I ate I ate what was necessary for that. I couldn't I couldn't maintain that lifestyle for for the rest of my life. I, I can't function at you know 155 160 pounds, I, I, and I can't eat that way. Just it just doesn't that, work for me. That is um, quite lean. Um, so that was that. That's really an important thing is is considering what it is that you're doing, you know, and eat for the workouts and eat for the recovery and and educate yourself on that. Scott, I want to hear a little bit more about the about the diet, particularly the carbohydrate content, and what type of carbs you're actually taking in. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. The Functional Health Forum would like to take this moment to thank our valued sponsors. Host Dr. Jurgen Winkler will return shortly. Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with cancer or treated for cancer in the past? Quantum Functional Medicine offers an entire arsenal of treatments to battle cancer, as well as other chronic and debilitating diseases. At QF Med, each patient's treatment is personalized using a patient-empowered functional approach to treatment. They also offer integrative support treatments for those undergoing traditional chemo, radiation, or surgery, and preventative measures to help stop cancer from reoccurring. For more information, go to qfmed.com or call 760-585-4616. You're listening to the Functional Health Forum with host Dr. Jurgen Winkler. Please call in now to discuss any medical questions you might have. 866-577-2473. Welcome back to the Functional Health Forum. This is our last segment uh, discussing exercise, exercise physiology, nutrition uh, with Scott Langley, a fifth degree black belt. Um, also involved in CrossFit and other types of training. Uh, Scott, we were talking before the break about the nutrition you're doing, and you mentioned an increase in carbohydrates. So what types of carbohydrates are you taking, and then what do you do? That's before the exercise. What do you do right after exercise? Uh, well, b- before the exercise, I know I want, I want my body to have had some, some uh, simple sugars. Um, you know, a p- a fruit, fruit is great. Uh, about maybe 30, 30, 45, maybe even an hour um, before before that workout, because I want my body to to have energy. I don't want to crash five minutes into my into my workout because I want to perform well in the workout so that I can improve, so I can get stronger, I can get faster. Uh, I don't want to just go through the movements and say, okay, that was a great workout. I want to actually improve. Right. Uh, immediately after, within thirty minutes after the workout, um, I try to get between. 
12 to 20 um, grams of, again, simple sugars. I, I really go with something that's easy, something that I can take with me um, because it needs, to, it needs to fit my lifestyle. So, uh, you know, even, even worst case scenario, I'll take a, a tablespoon of, of sugar um, and, and, and water and, uh, you know, a good, um, you know, amino-based protein so that my body has something right after because I, I, I want that 30-minute window um, to be filled with recovery. Immediately, I'm starting to recover from that. Then when I can get home and I can get into the kitchen, um, I, can, I can better, you know, uh, put food in my, in, my, in my body. I also know that, you know, you, you will, your body will demand carbohydrates in the recovery phase um, in, 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 in two, in two periods of time, immediately after, like I said, within about that 30 minute period after your workout, and then maybe even an, an hour to an hour and a half after. And so usually it's about that two hour mark where I'm hungry again. And I, I think, okay, now's a great time to put something more, uh, more complex, uh, in terms of carbohydrate in my body. Um, sweet potatoes, great. But you balance um, that I, with some protein, correct? You're going to put I do, some meat I do, there, some vegetables. Because there's a couple interesting points about what you're talking about. Because I make sure, so even before I, you work out, you're, you're going to have something to eat. You got to, I mean, you got to have energy. So, is there some kind of a carbohydrate you're eating within the hour beforehand with some protein, or uh, you know, certainly don't go in after three hours of not having something to eat. Yes, uh, again, I, I try to uh, something something simple. Um, you know, I like low sugar fruits. Strawberries uh, are great. Um, you know, I. I, I measure and weigh my food. You 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 see me. Yep, I know you're pretty disciplined. <laughs> then, um, I try to take I try to take a fairly scientific approach to it because I think that's just that's just a better plan. Um, but I know I want my body to be able to use those sugars for the for the workout. Um, so I'm probably not going to do, uh, you know, uh, mashed potatoes 20 25 minutes before my workout. You know, I'll, I'll give it something that my body is going to really use right here right now and about 30 to 45 minutes before the workout because that's what I want. I'm, I'm planning, I'm preparing for the workout so that I can get the most, I can get the most out of it. Um, but there's I some balance you, of amino acids in there as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So have some usually, um, you know, I won't go over, I won't go over 25 grams of protein, um, a serving. Okay. Um, you know, I really, I, I, I watch my urine. It's, you know, I think it's important. Everybody out there is thinking about supplements and getting their, their protein. Uh, watch your urine. Make sure you're drinking a lot of, uh, a lot of fluid as well. Um, you know, if your workouts are over intense um, and your, your urine starts to come out really dark and maybe you're experiencing a lot of physical pain, um, I would go see a doctor. Um, <laughs> watching your urine is really, is really important. I know there are some people that put 80 grams of protein, um, you know, in one sitting and oh, your, your body just can't, your body has way too much. Your body can't, can't deal with that. Um, so 25 is about where, where I'm at. And I like, um, I like, uh, you know, you've recommended some great, um, you know, protein supplements. I, I like the stuff that has no cholesterol. That's, that's, you know, amino based and it. And I, I feel, I feel good. Um, it tastes good, uh, and fats too. That's also something that, that needs to be talked about. You know, I, I, I know that my body probably needs closer to, you know, 3000 calories a day to do what I, what I want to do physically with it. Um, because I'm not just training, but I'm also teaching. Um, it's just, it's hard for me to eat that much. So, you know, I try to get in good, healthy fats, monounsaturated fats. 
Um, so even a little bit of coconut oil or a little MCT oil sure, into, a, sure, into a smoothie to, beforehand? Uh, yeah, to try to um, give my body the energy that it needs. Um, you know, you may feel a little sick if you're taking in too much fat too close to your workout. And that's, again, something that you need to listen to your body. Um, I, I, I tend to go with, you know, the, you know fats, um, you know, a little bit earlier in the morning, uh, a little bit, you know, later in the evening and try to keep those try to keep those carbohydrates, you know, in preparation for my workouts and, you know, directly after my workouts. And I'll use protein and fats to, to stave off hunger. Um, fiber, making sure that I'm getting good amounts of fiber. Vegetables are right up there. Um, and and try to try to be happy with my diet. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's also very important because if you're these, happy with it, you'll stick with it. And, these are and again, great longevity. Yeah, these are great practical tips and also uh, um, how you balance this with your body. I want to give a couple of plugs in here just to give you, you, you probably some ideas as well. I, I think you might be familiar with these. But um, one is if you actually do glutamine, 10 grams of glutamine uh, as a powder, mix in water before a workout, and then immediately after a workout, you can actually stimulate growth hormone a little bit better. For men that are into uh, maintaining, as we age, maintaining our testosterone levels, a protein meal directly after a hard workout actually stimulates testosterone production. And then lastly, there's another uh, product I've been looking into a little bit more called MAP. It's Master Amino Acid Pattern. You can certainly Google that, uh, Master Amino Acid Pattern. And that particular pattern of amino acids comes in a capsule form or as a tablet form. And taking even five, five or more, I would say up to maybe four times a day, you can actually bodybuild with this because this particular protein pattern um, will actually cause you to become more muscular, leaner, and it's a pattern that's been developed, actually been nutritionally studied to become more anabolic. So anabolic meaning building up the body, catabolic is breaking it down. So when you exercise too much, you're tearing your body down. But if you're anabolic, you're giving it the nutrition it needs to build the body up. You actually can, can gain weight, become more lean, and you can actually see that on some of the uh, research that's been done with the master amino acid pattern. It's a great supplement to use. You can order that online. Um, some of the ideas, Scott, that you've brought in, I think are really helpful as well. Um, we've got a few minutes left. One of the things I want to cover is is the thinking that some people have, and I know this is common among middle-aged women, where they say, hey, you know, I want to, I'm going to do a self-defense class. And they take, you know, two, take an hour class, and they think that they know something now. And I, and I think, you know, knowing what, what you and I know, years and years of, of training in martial arts versus taking a self-defense class and thinking about how practical that is. Uh, can you add a little bit of light to that? Yes, I can, uh, because I, I do, I do uh, have clients. Uh, like I said, um, um, CrossFit Northwest Tucson is actually where, where I do my um, regular uh, self-defense classes for, for, their, for their members. And the biggest thing that I, that I preach to them is that in one 90-minute you know, class, I, I can't make you stronger. I can't make you faster. Uh, I can't make you taller. I, and I, I can't make you good at at a skill set that takes time and practice, uh, because that's that's what that's what building a skill is. I mean, it takes time. You have to practice at it. But I can, you know, even in just thirty seconds, you know, present you with information that's going to make you that's going to make you smarter. And I feel there is value and worth to going to a single you know, uh, class or clinic or seminar for self-defense. I think that if, if you're, you're under the impression that you're going to become 
uh, a better fighter. You're going to be stronger and, and be able to defend yourself. You know, when an attacker has closed the distance on you, you're, you're under the wrong impression. And hopefully that instructor makes it very clear to you at the, at the outset, you know, that's, that's not going to happen in, in, in one class. And it's probably not going to happen in two. Um, it, it's, it's going to happen over, you know, multiple classes. Exactly. Biggest thing. Biggest thing is 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 knowledge. You know, you touch that pan on the top of the stove. You burn your hand. You know that it's hot, and you're probably not. I mean, that learning is instantaneous. You know, and presentation of, of knowledge is important. Um, you know, my self defense. You know, clinics. I my key component is awareness drills. I want you to be in one of the you know the worst case scenarios you could be in, so that you feel threatened. You know what your body. Um, is, is doing, I mean, yeah, you, you, you may never have had to, you know, fight for your life and you don't know if your body is going to respond or how it's going to respond. You know, you may freeze. Uh, you may, you may, you may laugh. Um, or you may, you may turn to beast mode that you never knew you had. And so that's the greatest. <laughs> that's, that's what you want to pull out. Value. Yeah. That's the greatest value to going to one class is you can really learn a lot, become more aware, but you know, you're really only going to be safer when you're smarter, and if that individual has gotten within, you know, just touching distance, you know, you, you've already, you've already kind of lost, um, you know, and and you know, if they can close the distance that easily on you, it, it's probably going to get worse real quick, um, and you may not be able to do anything with it, even with years of of experience, um, you know, it. it I think that's the biggest thing to, to, to consider for, for anyone, not just women. You know, just, yeah, it makes sense to avoid the scenario in the, the first one, place. The one, class, the one class thing, really, you have to look at it, get knowledge, get knowledge, because you, you're not going to get the kind of training that you need in one class. So you have people repeat these classes, or do you have them just continue to come yes, back for routine yes, drills? Sure, I have people come, people come back to these classes. I, I offer um, a variety of levels. To these classes, um, you know, my mixed martial arts classes uh, are not designed to raise UFC fighters or cage fighters. They're designed for the you know the the everyday person to come in, you know, take one of my classes. I really believe that if you take one of my classes, you will be smarter walking out that door of the gym. So that if you are confronted in the parking lot, you know, you you will be able to do something. And that that's an important thing is that you need to be able to do something. Um, you know, I. I um I look at that with my martial arts students. Um, I look at that with my language students. You come to me for a Japanese language lesson. I want you to be able to use that language outside of the classroom with a native speaker. Uh, I don't want you just to you know learn facts and be able to repeat it, but you need to be able to apply it in the context of use. And so I really believe you know any class that you come to of mine, you know I want you to be able to use what you've learned. And learning is the the essential objective. Um, and then you train, but you're going to learn through training. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm going to give you a good workout. It has to be a little bit hard, but you know you'll be able to use your arms at the end of the class, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Um, training training back in the '60s and '70s is pretty hardcore, but students probably probably didn't have a great time using their bodies after the class because they were so beat up. Um, and we've learned a lot from those days, but. Um, I think that's a really important thing to consider when you're out there looking for martial arts classes in general, especially from a, from a, self, a self-defense perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, what are their objectives? What's their, what's their goal? Um, what's their teaching philosophy and their approach? Scott, you've given us so much great information. I just want to quickly review that before we finish up here. Uh, and if anybody has questions for you, what's the best way to reach you? 
Uh, you can you can find us um, online, uh, Japan Karate Federation uh, Tucson AZ dot com. Um, you know we have a Facebook page. Um, you can also uh, look up CrossFit Northwest Tucson. Um, you know because I teach I teach my um, my self defense uh, classes there. You can you can um, find me out that way. Um, you know or you can email me Scott at Japan Karate Federation dot com. Um, and there are, are um, a few ways to get a hold of me that, um, you know, online, actually. Thanks so much for taking the time to come, to, uh, come out and uh, speak with us about all these things. I hope you have a good day, and uh, goodbye to our listeners for now. Thank you very much for having, having me. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for listening and participating in this week's Functional Health Forum with Dr. Jurgen Winkler. Tune in next Saturday from noon to 1 for the next edition of the Functional Health Forum right here on 1210 AM KPRZ. You can also listen to this and previously recorded shows on SoundCloud. Search Functional Health Forum.